fix my car When I buy gas, don't get me very far My baby needs some milk to drink And mama wants her wine I get a check each week But I don't know what's mine I'm losing track I don't know what to do I got the budgeting blues Welcome to Sensible Chat, the podcast committed to helping you learn positive money mindsets, destroy debt, reduce financial stress, and break the paycheck-to-paycheck cycle. Today, we're chatting with Gina Zachariah, recovering spender turned money-saving ninja and founder of SavingWiz.com. She'll share the story of how a jar of pickles changed her life and how she went from over 100000 in debt with multiple payday loans to debt-free and loving it. But first... Here she is, helping you budget your bottom line, the saver of Sawbucks, the debt destroyer. Here is Sensible Bobby. Thanks, Scott. I am so excited to chat with Gina. She is so inspirational because she's taken her experiences, experiences that many of us would have crumbled from, and turned them into a powerful testimony that will change your life, if you let it. Times are tough right now. So tough that it's easy to think about throwing in the towel, believing this is your life and nothing will ever change. Believing that you are the victim and there's no way out. I know that feeling. I was there. And I truly believed I would be there forever. But if you're feeling the stress, heartache, sorrow, and fear that comes with financial difficulty, or maybe it feels more like financial devastation right now, hold on to these words. You have the power to change it. I know, how many times have we heard these empowering words? A motivational speaker tells us everything is going to be okay. But they don't have to live our lives day in and day out. And they don't tell us how everything is going to be okay. Have you been as angry as I have listening to this? I got to the point where it literally angered me to tears to hear these words. Easy for you to say. Show me how. And nobody ever would. Or at least it felt that way. But what I learned, what Gina learned, and what you can learn, is that the how is out there, just waiting for you to grab it. So listen up. Get ready to take notes because I truly believe that this interview is going to change your life. It will empower you to press on when you're at your lowest. And when this episode is over, you're going to have all the resources you need to get started. All you have to do is reach out and take them. So join me on this amazing woman's journey from pregnant, broke, trapped, and literally pickled to living her dream life. Okay, class. Sensible University is now in session. Today's guest professor is Gina Zachariah, recovering spender turned money-saving ninja and founder of SavingWiz.com. Gina has been featured in Forbes, Yahoo Money, Business Insider, and Money.com. She's here to share her story of how a jar of pickles changed her life. Gina, thank you so much for being our guest professor today. It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. Let's start at the beginning because I am dying for you to tell me the story of how a jar of pickles changed your life. Oh, my jar of pickles, my aha moment. So I was 19, pretty young, married, 
five months pregnant at that time and I was pretty broke. And at that moment, my then husband had my credit cards, my cell phone, my car, everything, and went out to hang out with friends. And it was like 3.45 in the afternoon. I had been nauseous all day, so I hadn't eaten anything. And I was hungry. (laughs) So I walked into my kitchen and literally nothing was in my fridge except this jar of pickles. And so, of course, being a hungry teenager and pregnant and there was no other way, I decided I was going to eat the whole jar of pickles. Um, It wasn't my wisest decision because about 15 minutes later, my stomach was like, what did you do? (laughs) And I got really sick. So it was at that moment where I was sitting in my living room in this really small, tiny house crying. And um, I'm pretty religious. So I just looked up at God and I was like, I did this to myself. I know I deserve this. And you know, there's a whole lot of shame that comes with our decisions and our choices, especially when it turns out to be a failed attempt at something. So I'm sitting on the floor and then I just, something just felt like, you know what? You've made some bad choices. Okay. You're suffering through the consequences right now. Fine. You don't want this life for you. So how do you fix it? How do you get to a point where you make better decisions and actually change the trajectory of your life? And this had to do with not only my life, but my money, my everything. And it was this pivotal moment of just feeling like I was powerless in my situation and realizing, hey, wait a minute, I hold all the power. I get to make my very next decision to change what's happening in my life. And when I started to realize this, it just, it changed everything for me. Within one year, I was out of that awful relationship and my daughter was thriving I actually had so much joy. I met my current husband and I literally, I tell people this all the time and they don't believe me. I'm living my dream life because I decided to change the way that I thought about things and that I wasn't going to be a victim of my choices anymore. I got to have that power back and actually change what I did with my life. Wow, what a powerful story. And it's so amazing that you were able to have that realization at 19, pregnant on the floor after, you know, eating this jar of pickles. And that was the thing about your story that I identified with the most was the I was powerless until I realized I had all the power. But, you know, a lot of times you hear people say that, but they don't really understand what's behind that, what that means. When you finally realized that you did have the power and you could control every decision from here on out, just like you always could, you just never realized it. What was the first decision in your mind that you made to go along that path? Honestly, I was not good with money at all. And I think a lot of the choices that come around having money, the fact that it affords you a lot of choices, was something very real in my mind. I felt like I was kind of stuck because I couldn't afford to move out at that point. I couldn't afford to like change it right away. And so the first thought in my head was, okay, I need to start building a savings account. And I was working part-time, but I was in college full-time and taking my daughter to a babysitter when she was little. So I started to just kind of take money out of my paycheck. He wasn't working. (laughs) So it was just my paycheck that was covering everything. And I was just sneakily taking money out because I knew that I wanted a way out. And so I started to do this. And one time he actually found out about it, took everything out, completely emptied it out. And then I realized, okay, I need a better strategy. 
And it took a while to kind of figure out what strategy was going to work for me. But I knew that money was my key to having more power with my choices. So yeah, I wanted to get out, but there were practical things I had to do first to get out. And one of those was the money. So yeah, he might've won that small battle, but he definitely didn't win my war. (laughs) I found a way out. At that point, I realized, okay, I just need to get out and then I'll figure out the money thing on my own because if I'm still with him, that money thing wasn't going to go away. Like he was just going to find ways of taking it, right? So I ended up leaving. Your audience can read about my story on the About Me page, but basically there was a group that helped me financially to get out. And from that point, I realized, okay, so money really does have a huge effect on making those changes. And from then on, it was just, okay, I need to start having a better relationship with money because I never want to be in that position again. Sure. It took a while. (laughs) But you did it. That's the great part about it is that imagine, well, you know, I'm telling you, you lived it. But I'm just trying to imagine somebody at that age going through that, starting to save money. He finds out about it. He wipes out your savings account. And a lot of people would have just gone, I tried and I'm stuck. But you tried again and eventually persevered. And I think that's what's super important here. Yeah, I think it's really important that when you're on any journey, If one thing doesn't work, it's time for you to be resourceful. You got to look around. You got to start researching things. And I think because I was already like I was a student and I was researching a lot of things. Okay, well, I need to research things that are going to help my life. So even though I couldn't save the money because of that reason, well, you know what? Let me see if there's other ways that I can still get out. So it was this research and just being resourceful and I'm going to find a way. There's got to be a way out. No matter how big of the hole that we dig for ourselves, if someone is an incredible amount of debt or they can't get a hold on their spending or whatever it is, there are ways for you to get out. You just have to find the tool that's going to help you personally out. And it sounds like, you know, you had help from other people, which is always a great thing. I mean, if you're stuck in a position and need help getting out, it's great to have a resource or find a group that can help you out. But what I love about that is that after they helped you out and gave you the resources to get out, you were then able to go beyond that and find the resources to make things even better beyond that help. Yeah, I think that part is what keeps us on the right path. So just like anything, like if you're, let's say on a diet, because I'm a yo-yo dieter and I love food. So let's say you're on a diet and it works for six months or it works for a year. If at one point it doesn't feel like it's working, you got to find other ways, right? I mean, you want your life to be one way, then you're going to keep adapting and you're going to keep trying to find other ways. So I knew, yeah, they helped me, but that's a temporary change. I need to figure out a way to actually change my mindset around how I use my money, how I start using it as a resource instead of something that is scarce. (laughs) Like I need to figure out a way to build it up so that it can give me the power I need to make better decisions. I just love how you encourage people to be their own hero, which I think is what we're talking about here. What does that statement mean to you? Because I think that's really powerful that you can actually be your own hero. For me, I feel like self-reliance is critical. Because our society sometimes is incredibly dependent on someone else, not just so much the victim mentality, but that I can't do this because this is stopping me or I can't do this because my husband is unsupportive or whatever it is in our lives. 
is stopping us from taking the step that we want to take. And I think it's really important that we sit and be very honest with ourselves that it's time to rely on us. We have that power and we have that little hero inside of us that's waiting to break free to really help us catapult that success to get to the place where we really want to go. But if we're constantly giving ourselves the excuses that someone else, something else, some situation is happening where it's stopping us, we can't ever get and unleash that hero out. And I think it's really important that we remember it's us. We have the power to unleash that hero. We are the hero in our lives. I think that's super important because if we don't believe that, then at any point where something comes our way and and obstacles are going to be there, no matter what kind of plan you have, there's always something that gets in the way. You'll never get back on track if you're not relying on yourself. So another part of your story that I love that you wrote is that you have the I paid off X amount in X amount of time story, but that you've also had the trials and tribulations along the way, which I think is important to point out because people get excited by these stories of I paid off this amount in this much time, but they think it's going to be smooth all along the way. And then, of course, like we've been talking about, they get discouraged when it's not. Tell me about some of the other ones that came along your path. Oh, for sure. I think one of the reasons why... I'm able to relate to a lot of people that read my blog is that I've been through a ton because I've made so many mistakes. I know firsthand what it's like to make these mistakes because I was so young and starting to kind of deal with the whole money and like debt and all of that. I had the pay advance. (laughs) I had those paychecks. Oh my gosh. Yes. I literally at one point was paying like almost $1,000 per month to these payday advance places because I was so behind with my debt payments that I was like, okay, I need a little bit more money. And then from one paycheck advance, it came to two. And then I had three at one point I was juggling and I felt like my entire paycheck was being taken by this. And it took me a while to get out of that. And then I, I wrote a bad check. Do you remember Savons? Yeah. It used to, I think it's CVS now. I wrote a bad check to them for like $7. And I thought, I know I don't have any money in my bank account, but they're going to cover $7, right? Yeah. Well, they didn't. And Savon, I guess, goes right straight to the district attorney. And I got a warrant for my arrest. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. (laughs) Like, I had no idea that that was something that was possible. So I'd been through a lot of really bad money moves, to say the least. And through those, I really realized I'm being very irresponsible. Like, I'm not doing the right thing. And that's why so many bad things keep happening. I ended up having to pay, I don't know, almost $400 so that the district attorney can get off my back and actually go to like a debt management class. And I'm sitting in this class and I'm like, okay, I'm a straight A student. I understand that I shouldn't be in debt. And everybody around me really didn't even have the resources I had. And I was like, you should be doing better. You have all of the resources. Like you have a supportive family. You are going to school, you're educated, like what is going on? Like you need to get this straightened out. In my head, I'm having this internal conversation because I realized, again, it's that idea that, oh, I can't do this because of this or whatever it is. It's like, I never blamed myself. And it was the first time I was like, "Uh uh-uh, you know what? You've been starting to go through these cycles and it's progressively getting to a point where you're getting out of control. You need to reel it back in. (laughs) And so Yeah, I have had a lot of mistakes through my journey and it is up and down. And there are times where we got out of debt and we were debt free. And then within a month, we bought a new car and financed it. 
with my current husband. And like, again, why did I do that? Right. But I think through all of this, I realized with every single choice that I made that was wrong and I suffered through those consequences, I realized, okay, that's something I'm not going to do again. (laughs) That one right there, that one was good. You know what I mean? Like you start to kind of filter out what works, what doesn't, you adjust, you get to a point where you find the momentum in the good money choices you're making. And then it starts to get a little bit easier, but definitely there are ebbs and flows. And when there is that really rock bottom period, that's the prime area where you're going to learn a lot and you got to take it and focus on all of those lessons that you're going to learn because they're going to help you along the way. Were there specific things that you learned along the way that really helped you? I mean, I as far as budgeting tools or like a book that you read or something like that that was specific that really gave you some good tools. Yeah, absolutely. So the first money book I ever read was The Millionaire Next Door. And I remember reading this and I had so many light bulbs go off like, whoa, really? People live like this? Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't realize frugality was such a big thing. And I started to really start thinking, okay, well, how can I adapt this into my life? Because I'd love to be one of those millionaires one day. So that really started to trigger some really deep thought with what I wanted to do next. It was just one of those books. I mean, it's such a classic book, but it has so many nuggets of information where you think, oh, that's not the way I thought of millionaires. I didn't think that they couponed or that they buy things on sale they're not the ones getting those expensive cars, really? Like, that's so crazy to me. And that book actually changed so much of my mindset. And that's when I started to change the way that I started managing my money. That was probably around the time where I started my first budget with my husband. My husband is an accountant by trade and by passion. He loves accounting. And he had been telling me for years, we need to get a budget. And I'm like, no, I work hard for my money. I deserve to spend it, right? (laughs) Right? And I'm like, I don't want a budget. That's just so restrictive. But I I read that book and realized, no, you know what? I think he's on to something. It was around the time where we were starting to look for homes and we found a home that I really, really loved. And he's like, look, if we're going to be able to afford it, we got to change something. And that was the time where we started really looking at a budget. I started a budget. And the first time I did it, it was very restrictive because I thought that's what a budget was. They realized that the budget is actually a plan for what you want to spend your money on. I was like, well, no, we can't eat out. So eating out is zero. (laughs) (laughs) But then I realized, no, you know what? Being flexible with your budget, that was something that I learned early on is going to be a game changer in you being successful with it. And then from there, I mean, it helped us get out of debt as well. It's amazing how you start feeling differently about your budget once you start doing it, because you're right, it isn't supposed to be restrictive. It's supposed to be reflective of the things in your life that you truly care about. So whatever that is, that's what you plan for. And so just a few minutes ago, you were saying the phrase that we hear so often, I work hard, I deserve fill in the blank. So when people say that to you now, what's your response to that? See, that was my motto for a long time. So I'm like, look, friend, I can totally relate to how you're feeling right this moment. But the better way to think about it is I work really hard for my money. I deserve to keep it. I deserve to make it grow and work for me right? Because we're always on this hamster wheel of, okay, we're going to work, we're coming home, we're paying off debt. Things are never changing. I don't feel like I'm actually enjoying my life through the process. And it's like, no, the whole goal of living is to enjoy it. So how do I make my money work for me 
instead of spending my money and giving it to someone just to accumulate more material possessions, isn't it better to actually grow my money so that I have better choices on the things that I want to do with my life? I think that's the better way to look at it. And part of that for a lot of us was getting out of debt because that gives you so much more freedom. You know, if you can take that time and focus on paying off that debt and that can make you a little restrictive for a while, but after you become debt free, the whole game changes. So tell me how your life has changed since you became debt free. Oh, friend, the sleep that I get alone. (laughs) Yeah, isn't that amazing? Right? (laughs) Yeah. The fact that I don't feel like bills are stacking up and that I'm like behind on payments and all of that, it's an amazing freeing space in my mind. The feeling of being in complete control of your money and knowing where it's going and you get to direct it the way that you want. So I always call my budget now like a list of my priorities. It's just in dollars and cents, but this is what I prioritize in my life. So if I want to go on a vacation, great, add it to the budget. If I want to go on a shopping trip with my kids, great, add it to the budget for next month. I can actually get things that I want by managing my money very well now. And being debt free means that that money is all mine. I don't have to owe it to anyone, which means my paycheck is 100% for Gina. Yeah. (laughs) And that's an amazing feeling. And there are so many that say living frugally is actually cheating yourself because you only live once, you know. So how would you respond to that? That's so funny that you said that. I listened to someone talking about how they want to live a life of abundance and that basically being frugal is coming from this mindset of scarcity. And it really triggered me because I was like, no, it's not. Frugality is all about being in abundance because you feel like you already have enough where you get to now prioritize, okay, do I really want to spend my money on this? Is this something that's going to be functional and bring me some kind of quality of life that I'm looking for versus I need it because I don't have enough? right? It's this idea that I'm being frugal, which means I'm being picky with how I spend my money. I'm being a good steward of how my money is being used versus I don't have enough. I need to buy more. That to me is a scarcity mindset, right? So I feel like frugality really just stems from abundance. That's a great way of thinking about that. I love that. Now, you have a debt payoff cheat sheet, um, and you've been kind enough to share that with our listeners. We're going to put a link on our website so they can grab their copy. But I wanted to touch on a few great ideas that are on it. And the first one is writing down your goals. And this is something that gets talked about a lot, but it's a step that most people skip. So let's talk about why actually writing down your goals is so important. I think honestly, people don't want to write down their goals because they think that all their goals are in their head and they're constantly thinking of them anyway. But I think it's really important when you write down your goals that you're solidifying the plan. And it really helps when you're at a weak point because we all get those weekdays, right? Where it's like, oh, I just want to go shopping or I just want to go out to eat, (laughs) you know? And it's like seeing them visually somewhere, you remind yourself, no, no, no. I have a plan that I want to be debt-free for my kids because I want to take them on a Disney vacation, or I really want to be able to pay for my child's college in full or whatever it is. You want to pay off your house. You want to retire early, whatever your goals are. It's nice to see them and have a visual reminder of them because on those weekdays you look and you're like, "Mm -mm, that $50 of eating out is taking me away from that goal. I need to refocus, right? It just helps you kind of go back to 
basics. You're refocusing your efforts on what you really want. Definitely. And I think that's so, so important to staying on track. And another step on your cheat sheet is negotiating to save money. This is something I don't think gets talked about enough. And it's a really great way to be your own hero. So what are some ways that we can negotiate to save money? My favorite way, and a lot of people overlook this, and I'm not sure why, but my favorite way is to just call up the lender. A lot of times, these bank cards, they would give you a better interest rate, or they might have a promotion out there for people who have decent credit, especially if you've been with them for a while. Just having the conversation, they may say, oh yeah, there's actually a promotion for the next six months where you get 0% APR on balance transfers. Great. Now I get to save money and I have no interest that I have to pay on anything that I transfer to this card. That actually shortens the distance between you and debt freedom. Or the fact that, okay, you know what? I've been at 18% interest for two years now. I've never made a late payment. Do you have a better interest rate for me? I've looked and you do your research ahead of time, of course. You look at other credit cards. Maybe you got some offers in the mail and you say, hey, I have all of these different offers, but I'd like to stay with you and continue to maintain my relationship with you. They're more than willing to work with you. But if you don't ask, you don't know. So you have to do those calls and just ask. Isn't amazing asking you shall receive a lot of times. And you're right. This is something that a lot of people don't do. I think, you know, I know for myself, I'm always a little, well, skittish maybe is the word, about Mm -hmm. calling people and asking for things, asking for help. Maybe that's where it stems from. But it's so true that this can happen. And I've actually had it happen for me. Has it actually worked for you? Yeah, um, those 0% APR promotions have been amazing. It was actually one of the most helpful things that I did for our debt journey and helped us get out of debt so much faster. What I get from a lot of people when they hear this step, especially is they say, well, why would a lender want to do that? I mean, they're making money off of the interest. It makes no sense for them to want to do that. Well, the lender, you have to think about it from a business perspective. They want to keep you as a customer. Yep. They want you to be able to charge more onto that credit. So for them, they want to be able to help you. They're willing to have that goodwill towards their loyal customers. It's all about loyalty. So they're more than willing to work with you. But a lot of people think that, oh, my God, I'm going to call the lender. They're going to laugh at me. They're already (laughs) getting 18%. Why would they lower their percentage for me? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, they think about it in a different way. So it's always a good idea for you to just, I mean, you're going to call and ask if they say no, what's going to happen? They're not going to raise your rate. Right. So you have nothing to lose. Exactly. And I think that's great. Thank you for pointing all that out. Because yeah, first of all, you're right. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? But second of all, I think it helps when people hear that it's actually worked for other people. I mean, this isn't just, you know, an idea that we're throwing out there. We've seen it work. And why not try? Because it can, it can save you a lot of money. I know it yeah, saved, it saved me, me thousands. Yeah. So you have managed to turn your life around from being a broke, pregnant, abused, desperate teenager to successful and intentional about your money while raising kids. So how does this change the legacy you can leave for your children? And what will you teach them about money? Okay, so this was one thing that my husband and I talk about when we first started with our debt-free journey and all of that is he was under the mindset because we're Middle Eastern and Middle Easterns do not talk about money. 
I mean, I'm in a very taboo area for like my family. They look at me like I'm just a weirdo. But for me, I really wanted my kids to be on board with the whole debt-free journey. I wanted them to know that we were on a budget, that, you know, we are saving money for the fun things that we look forward to, all of that. So I feel like I want to empower, both of my kids are girls. So I want to empower my daughters to be really mindful with how they spend their money and be responsible from an early age because it's going to magnify their experience in life if they're able to take control of their money now. So I have an 18-year-old and a 13-year-old. My 18-year-old is in her first year of college. She decided to go to community college because it's going to save her two years absolutely free. I love it. Yeah. And she decided that on her own. And she's starting to look at the schools that she wants to go to now. And her thing is, Every time that she gets a paycheck from her part-time job, she saves it. And I'm like, okay, so what are your plans for that savings? And she was like, I want to use that to pay for college. So I have to be very particular about what college I'm going to go to because I don't want to graduate with any debt. It was like a very proud moment for me because I'm like, that's amazing. Like, I didn't have to say anything, but I think it's because she sees us walk through our journey and all four of us are walking that journey together, that they're able to actually see how this is all working. That is so awesome. I love that kind of story because, you know, I think it's so important. You obviously wouldn't want your kids to go through what you've gone through, and everybody wants better for their children. That's just a natural thing. So I think it's so important to teach kids these lessons early on, and look what it's already done for your daughter, and they're both going to have just so much better lives because of it starting out with that foundation. I agree. I wish I had that same relationship with money when I was young. Like I said, for the Middle Eastern culture and many cultures, actually, it's really not talked about. So my parents never really talked to me about money. And I remember the first time that I got a credit card in college, I said, Mom, I got a credit card. And she's like, congratulations. And I'm like, that's so cool. I got free money. Right. She never told me, hey, uh, it's not free money. (laughs) You have to pay it back with interest. Wasn't anything like that. So I'm glad that I'm able to give my daughters that resource of information so that they can really make wiser decisions than I did. So what would you say to others who are in the same situation today that you faced then? The power, it's in you. You have that hero inside you and you have the power to change everything in your life. You may be feeling right now that you're down in the dumps and you don't know how to get out of that hole that you dug for yourself. Friend, I was there and I'm here and I'm telling you, there's so many more resources out there online, through podcasts like this one, through education, through supportive groups. There's so many Facebook groups that have support. There's so many ways to be able to get the resources that you need. But more than that, you already have the power. You just need the resources and the tools to get you there. Very well said. Gina, thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing what you've learned, sharing your tips. We really appreciate it. And what kind of things are you doing right now? Well, I do have a debt-free course. It's called the Debt to Freedom Blueprint. It like literally walks you through and it's geared towards parents because I know that they tend to have more of the challenges because they have child expenses. So it literally walks you through step-by-step how to get to debt freedom especially without that overwhelm. So there's a lot of jargon and a lot of legal terms that come with a lot of different types of debt. So we walk through that together. 
but they could find me on Instagram and I'm always on there with stories like showing people what I made for dinner or if I had a fail because <laughs> you know I'm human just because we're experts in the field doesn't mean we don't make our own mistakes still yeah, right and everybody so I, learns I from show that. them the real life exactly and I, I show them the real life like it's totally raw lots of times I don't have makeup on but <laughs> they get to see me in my my real zone with the kids and with all of the different things and then I have a Facebook group which they're more than welcome to join as well it's just a place where people can get together ask questions support one another Sometimes I do some Facebook lives to answer some questions about debt and credit, FICO scores, things like that. Gina, thank you so much again for being our guest today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. This was such a wonderful chat. I had a pleasure having this conversation with you. A great big sensible thank you to our guest professor, Gina Zachariah, founder of SavingWiz.com. Check out her debt-free course and all her social media links at SavingWiz.com. I love Gina's story, and I love her mantra, be your own hero. This is so powerful and so possible. I want to challenge you to be your own hero. Start now. Yes, now, when it feels like the world is on your shoulders. You've lost your job. You don't know how you're going to pay the rent or put food on the table. You'd love nothing more than someone to drop a million dollars in your lap and make it all go away. I know, you'd settle for a lot less than a million right now. But here's the thing. Nobody else can make it all go away. You might get some unexpected money, like the stimulus check. You might get unemployment for a few months, and maybe it pays even more than when you were working. Your landlord may have told you that you don't have to pay the rent this month all great things. And in the moment, they can feel like a weight has been lifted. But look at them all. They're temporary. They won't last forever. And they all come with consequences. So when the easy answers run out, what will you do? When the stimulus check is spent, unemployment runs out, and you have to start paying rent again, plus what you didn't pay during the crisis, what will you do? Is the government going to provide more bailouts? Do you want what comes with those bailouts? No matter what side of the political aisle you're on, I think we can all agree that there are major consequences that come with the choices that are being made right now. Can you depend on the government? Do you want to? I mean, if that's the case, why not stay home with mom and dad forever instead of moving out on your own? Because you want your independence, right? So take it. Start creating a plan for your life now and take control. Now, this doesn't mean you don't ask for help. It just means you become more intentional about the kind of help you ask for, the kind that will help you learn how to fish so you can eat for a lifetime. How do you start? Create a financial picture. This is going to give you a clear view of how much money you have today and going forward versus how much money you need. Now, this can be scary because you might find out you don't have enough money to cover all your needs. But from personal experience, I can tell you it's even scarier not to know. The fear and stress that comes with that is endless and it does you no good. So find out for sure if it's true or not. You might be surprised. If it's not true and you actually have what you need, you're stressing for nothing. 
If it is true, you need to do something about it now, before the lights go out, before the cupboards are bare, before you lose your home. And the good news is, now you know exactly how much money you need. That's the first step. Now, if you don't have enough, your next step is to get that money. Start brainstorming about what you can do. Can you find another job if you're unemployed or a side hustle to supplement your current income? How much time do you have available and what are you good at? Who do you know that could open a door for employment or contract work? Are there other skills you can start working on during this quarantine? Get creative. Use social media and web searches to brainstorm and find opportunities. There are people who want to help, especially if they can lend a hand to your success. Now, if you have retirement savings, it's much easier to access right now with fewer penalties, so it can look inviting, especially if you're strapped for cash. But the long-term penalties cannot be overlooked. You are depleting money that you'll need down the road when you can't work, when getting a side hustle or a new job is no longer an option, when you could truly be out of options. So if you're going to go this route, make sure you've exhausted all your other options first. And think about how much money you actually need to survive. Don't take any more than that. But how do you know how much you need? Look at your financial picture for your first clue. Now, let's focus on the money you have on hand today. We've talked about this before. If you're not already on a budget, now is the time. That money has to be categorized for what you truly need. Now, I have a good memory, but it's not good enough to keep track of what's in my bank account versus every little thing it needs to be spent on. The thought is completely overwhelming, and it can lead to little bits of money disappearing here and there, which creates big problems when the cupboards are bare or you need to pay the light bill. Your budget, which is created from your financial picture, will provide a categorized view of your money. And if you track your spending, you'll always know what you have to work with and whether or not you have enough to cover what comes next. Can you see it? I'm willing to bet That fear of the unknown is what's really keeping you up at night. It's not about how much money you have or don't have. It's that you're scared it won't be enough. How do you know? That's exactly why I started budgeting. Because I didn't know. And I was scared, stressed, and tired of feeling hopeless. I mean, what's the point of life if you have no hope? What's the point of working hard if you're doing nothing but struggling? Now, budget won't end your struggles tomorrow, but it will put you in control. You'll be able to answer those questions that stress you out. Like, can I afford it? Do I have enough? How much more do I need? If I spend this money today, will it be detrimental to my tomorrow? Is what I'm spending money on today worth letting go and not having that money for something else? Now, there are no right or wrong answers here. They're different for everyone, and there's no judgment. You make your own choices. That's what independence is all about. But you own those choices because every choice has a consequence. So is it worth it? If it is, go ahead and spend. If not, think twice. But always think about the consequence before you make the decision. 
Do you remember the commercial, Calgon, take me away? The idea is you're asking someone or something else to take away your stress and fear. Nobody but you can do that. Why? Because if you let someone else fix it for you, what happens the next time it's broken? You need someone else to fix it again. But what if nobody's there the next time? But if you let someone else teach you how to fix it yourself, you'll be fine the next time, and the next time, and the next time. It won't always be easy, but you'll have the knowledge, tools, and confidence to make it happen. Think about it. If you can get yourself through this crisis, nothing will ever seem as hard again, right? And if you're anything like me, when things start to get better because of the work you've done, you'll work even harder to plan and protect yourself against the next crisis. Because let's face it, there's always another financial crisis lurking around the corner. But if you're prepared, it's more of an irritation than a crisis. The stress is greatly reduced and the fear is gone because you know you can handle it. Now you're not waiting for a knight in shining armor. You are your own hero. You know, creating your financial picture, a spending plan, and a budget is not rocket science. Do a web search and you'll find more videos, articles, and tutorials than you ever dreamed possible, all for free. If you're looking for ideas to save money, negotiate your bills, and make extra income, there's a ton of free info available for that too. But none of it means anything unless you're ready to use it. I heard a new phrase the other day, which I love. Applied knowledge is power. Now, we've all heard knowledge is power, but applied knowledge is power. That was new to me, and I love it. Because if you think about it, knowledge is useless unless you apply it. So go get all the knowledge you can absorb, but don't forget to apply it. You can change your life. You can be your own hero. But you know, heroes have sidekicks, a support system, and that's easily available too. Whether it's friends, family, mentors, coaches, it's all there for the taking. And I am here for you. I would love to be part of your support system as you become your own hero. Like I said, free budgeting resources are in abundance. But if you need help navigating the ocean of info out there to make it work for your specific situation, call me, email me, get in touch with me. All my budget coaching services are free right now, and I can help. We'll create your financial picture, your spending plan, your budget. We'll brainstorm about strategies to get you through the hardships you're facing now so you can start on the path to where you want to go in the long run. You've got nothing to lose. All it's going to cost you is your time. So if you're ready to take control and be your own hero, I am here to help. Now, I don't just give you a budget and let you go. I walk you step by step through the process of creating your financial picture, your spending plan, and your budget, and how to use it effectively and tweak it for changes that come your way throughout life. You can learn more about all my coaching services at sensiblechat.com. That's sensible with a C. And while we're talking about the website, let me mention that we're in the middle of a complete overhaul. So if you go there now, you might not find show notes for this episode. But check back often because they'll be there soon. And if you're looking for a link or resource mentioned during this episode in the meantime, email me and I'll send it off to you. 
keep in mind that budgeting is just math, and math is easy. Changing your mindset is the hard part. But if you're afraid, stressed, fed up, and ready for a change, ready to live the life you've always dreamed of, give budgeting a chance. You might actually like the mindset that comes with it. Take some time, give it some thought, and reach out to me if you'd like some help. Until next time, remember, do the math, live the life. That does it for this episode of Sensible Chat with your host, Sensible Bobby. Links for all the resources mentioned can be found in the show notes for this episode at sensiblechat.com. That's sensible with a C. While you're there, find your favorite app to be sure and never miss a show. On social media, look for us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you need help with your budget or want to share your thoughts, reach out to Sensible Bobby through the contact page at sensiblechat.com. That's sensible with a C. Thank you.